Thanks for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com, where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. You know, Rob, I can't think of two worse people on the face of the earth than Jill Biden and Giselle Fetterman. Let's start off with Giselle Fetterman. Uh, what she has put her husband through is just horrible. And not only her, but the rest of his family and Democrats. I mean, this guy was clearly a vegetable. We learned that during the debate with Oz, where it was a complete embarrassment. I mean, the guy had to be absolutely humiliated. And his family kept on putting him out there, making him go through this. And as a result... It looks like what's going to happen is what we predicted was going to happen. I remember you said before he was even elected, he wouldn't last, and his wife, Giselle Fetterman, would probably end up taking her seat. A former illegal immigrant who married John Fetterman to get citizenship will probably be a senator in Pennsylvania. I know it's up to the governor, but uh, it's a Democrat governor. I'm pretty sure Giselle Fetterman will be put in his place like we've seen before with other politicians and it's just almost like does this woman want power this bad and was this uh her plan all along to me it seems like it most likely was her plan she'll send her sick husband out there knowing he's not going to last long after he gets elected and she'll be able to just slide in and take his spot. What these women will do for power is unbelievable. And you look at the other side of the spectrum with Jill Biden, who has done the same thing with her husband, Joe. I mean, this guy is clearly not competent. He doesn't know what he is saying half the time. And you look at uh, the administration and it's a disaster. I mean, the economy is in shambles. The foreign policy is a mess. Uh, You look at what's happened in Afghanistan, what's just happened in East Palestine, Ohio, uh, the tensions with Russia, and Jill Biden, it seems like, wants to put the American people through all of this again, because it sounds like he's going to run for office again. And this is all just so she can regain her relevance, her celebrity status. She loves being shown on camera at the Super Bowl, at the award shows, being on the cover of magazines. I mean, this is what Jill Biden has dreamed of. And she has finally reached that, despite her husband being incapable of doing his job and the American people suffering. This is just all ego from her, just like we've seen from Giselle Fetterman. Rob, how are you doing tonight? And do you think there's anything to what I'm saying about these two women? Andrew, I'm doing great tonight. And there's a lot to what you're saying about these two women. And they're not the only ones. There are other women who have behaved like Lady Macbeth in the Shakespeare play, Macbeth. Uh, They see power and they want the power. Now, we know as of lately, there has been a push to push women out front because a lot of people feel that they can do the same thing that men can do. They should be able to make the same amount of money. But I just want to deviate just a little bit. Why aren't we seeing more women who are willing to get out there and shovel asphalt, cut down trees, be loggers? Oh, no, we want to be at the sweet sea in corporate America. 
So you see, there is a big difference here as to what they want to do. They claim on one hand, we could do the same thing as men. But when it's time to go out there and do the real hard work that men do, oh, we can't do that. We're not built up for that. Oh, really? But you're built up to be in the sweet sea in corporate America and all these other jobs. Just meditate on that. Let that marinate so that when you hear this the next time, but we're not making the same amount of money as men, and that's not fair. Well, look at the jobs that you're going into. Okay, so again, let that marinate. But back to our story. <laughs> Just want to get that out there. Joe Biden is not well. John Fetterman is not well. Joe Biden isn't well because of his cognitive decline brought on by old age. And there are a lot of people that encounter this. As they get older, they start to decline. It's, it's going to happen. That's not to say that it happens to all people, because Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders are about the same age. Warren Buffett is older than both of them, and he's working on all cylinders. President Trump, not as old as Joe Biden, probably four years younger, he's working on all cylinders. So it's not as much as the age factor, but the cognitive factor of the individual. And clearly, Joe is struggling. He has been struggling from day one. He has been struggling from the very moment that he decided to run for the presidency with his aviator glasses on, as the, the commentators on CNN like to mention. John Fetterman, the same thing. He has been struggling ever since he had the stroke. And I think probably before then, I mean, just look at the guy. I think he's 6'8". He's not well. Joe isn't well. But yet and still, in both instances, their wives are trying to cover for them. And Andrea, I must admit, they're not doing a good job in covering for them. They're doing a horrible job in covering and wanting us to believe that everything is okay. And it's not okay. And I say that because we see it. Whenever they are hauled out on the stage, we see it with our very own eyes. Yeah, these women are power happy, power hungry. They want power. Jill has wanted power ever since she married Joe. After his first wife was killed in an, a very unfortunate accident. It's also unfortunate that Joe got her from one of his friends. I mean, he stole her. They're having an affair. We have to put it all out there because you have to know the full context as to what we're talking about. So Jill has wanted this, this moment, for as long as Joe has wanted it. And she's probably wanted it even more than Joe. And now that she has it, she's unwilling to let go. I mean, look at the times this man has tried to run for the high office of the land. Back in 86, when he was kicked out because he was lying. Well, he's still lying now. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's still lying. But you have the media now. Let's introduce the media in this story. That's giving these women, like Giselle, cover. You think back when Fetterman was running... There was a one reporter on ABC News who came out and she even said, I interviewed this guy. He's not there. There's something wrong with him. And she was attacked viciously. Giselle even said that the woman should be fired. Now, I'm sure had she kept that up, she would have gotten fired because whenever these Wokies are saying stuff, people tend to listen. But this woman said, this journalist said, 
she's not a conservative journalist. She's working for a left-wing outlet. She said, he's not there. There's something wrong. There's no reason why Dr. Oz should have beaten him. And it was by a slim margin that Fetterman won. But what happened is that the media came in and did their hatch job and just destroyed, obliterated Emmett Oz to make it seem as if, oh, he's a bad person. Emmett Oz is bad. You can't trust him. He doesn't know the difference between a regular salad and this fancy salad. Oh, he's just above us. Yeah, but that's what the media consists of, elitists. Look at Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. They're all elitist. They look down on us. Look at how they're looking down at the people in East Palestine. They're looking down. But the media makes you believe that, no, they have your best interests at heart. And I find it so interesting how the media is able to couch this stuff and get people to believe that they're right and that you're wrong. We mentioned Davos when they had the World Summit and Economic Summit. All these hoity-toity people flying there and their big Gulf streams. Well, they all could have just taken one and just said, hey, I'll catch a ride with you. But then they want to tell you the virtues of climate change. They want to tell you the virtues of the economy and what you can't eat and what you should eat. And if you're eating meat, you have to put that down and you have to pick up some bugs and worms and grass. While we're going to sit back and have our tete-a-tete. We're going to sit back and eat our little goose liver and we're going to just be so prime and prim, but you can't do what we do. Because you're destroying the environment and not us, although we have more money. We have more big toys that's destroying the environment with our big houses and several houses and our expensive suits that are being made from China and all these other places. They're having to kill this and kill that to make it. But, oh, no, you just wear uh, potato sacks and all that other stuff. These are the elitist hoity-toity people. So the media got together with these two women and said, don't you worry about it. We're going to dress it up. We'll say that, oh, Joe, he stutters all the time. And lo and behold, whenever Joe's rolled out, he can't remember his wife from his sister. He can't remember half of his cabinet members. He can't remember if he's a president or the vice president, a senator or representative. They laugh it up. Oh, he's just stuttering. Oh, well, he has a grueling day. As the White House press secretary said, and we know she's nothing but a walking, talking diversity failure. If you want to have diversity, come on, get the best of the best. But this woman, Karine Jean-Pierre, she's horrible, horrible. And she also needs to get a better hairstylist because I'm sick of that mop on her head. <laughs> but that's a, a story for a different day. But man, she's horrible. The only thing she has going for is that, oh, I'm a black lesbian. Okay. I'm sure that there are a lot of others that are out there that are more accomplished and more capable than you are. So she comes up the other day, Andrew, I don't know if you saw this, and then she says that Joe, he's the best spokesperson for us. He speaks for himself. And you know where they're getting that from, from Trump, because they say, let Trump be Trump. And you know, when you let Trump be Trump, Trump doesn't need all these little cue cards. He can just speak extemporaneously. But Joe, oh, please, the man can't do that. He can barely read a cue card. He can barely read the prompter in front of him without stumbling. Oh, but that's stuttering. I forgot. He has a speech impediment problem. But Kareem, she comes out and she says, oh, you know, Joe, he, he's, you know, he has a grueling schedule and we have to keep up with him. I don't know if you guys see him. He's always going. Going where? He calls it a day at 11 p.m. 
He's always flying to Delaware. Who's in Delaware? Well, we don't know because they won't let us see the visitor's log. But I'm sure he has all kinds of doctors that are going in that are giving him all these cognitive tests and he's trying to help work with his memory. But we don't know that, do we? Because he has a grueling schedule. Yeah. Well, he certainly wasn't at East Palestine if his schedule is so grueling because the people there haven't seen him. I don't think he's even called them. So how busy can he be? Yeah, but then too, Andrew, I guess he's busy trying to uh, play connect the dots and decide which hobby balloon he's going to shoot down from the sky. A balloon that only costs $12, he's going to use like a $40,000 missile to bring it down. And now that it's down, he's telling us, oh, we can't find it. We probably will never be able to find it. Next story, media hint, next story. Because we don't want the American people to know that we shut down a $12, maybe a $6 balloon. Move on. Nothing to see here. Let's just move on because I have a grueling schedule. I got to go out, say a couple things, and then get back home and get in the bed because I'm tired. Really? And this is supposed to be the president, the leader of the free world. They have all these other people piling on and saying, oh, he's so smart. He's so this. Oh, I see him. Yeah, but when he's on a bike exercising, he's falling off. And then we're supposed to believe, oh, you didn't see that. And Andrew, believe it or not, a lot of people are falling for it. They're saying that what they see with their eyes isn't necessarily so. That's scary. That's dangerous. But hey, then you got John Fetterman. <laughs> oh my God, what a card. He didn't want to debate Dr. Oz. Emmett Oz, he wanted to you know, stay away and I can't, I'm too busy. Yeah, we saw why. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm too busy. And then when it was time to debate, oh, I've got to have this special machine so that I can, it can interpret the words for me and I can do this and do that. And the media said, wow, look at him. He's on all cylinders. He looks great. And man, you can't beat this. And wow, he's incredible. And people believed it. They bought into it. Now, mind you, they kept Dr. Oz off the uh, the media spectrum. They did, they hid everything that he was saying. They made it seem as if though he didn't exist, so people didn't know who who, are the, who else was running. And people, this does happen. That's the reason why I say it takes money to run a campaign because if your name isn't out there, and the only thing you see is the opponent, you're going to think the one else is running. So when it's time to go in to vote, you're just going to vote for the name that you see, name recognition. And then there's something else behind it also. <laughs> you didn't realize that, did you? That when people do go in and vote, they even try to cheat with the way they place the names. They'll make one name larger, the other name smaller. Or they'll put one name, they'll put a lot of other names in between, so that by the time you get to the person that you wanted to vote for, you've forgotten all about it. It's all calculated. If you were to read the book, Rigged, you would see what I'm talking about by Molly Hemingway. I mean, the Democrats have this cheating down to a T. So when people tell you, oh, there was no cheating, it's impossible. No, to the most infamous level, they will cheat and they try to change things up to confuse you. It's, an, it's unbelievable. It's incredible. So you have these two individuals that are equally challenged cognitively, but we're being told that they're okay. They both just went in. Well, what's his name? Fetterman was in the hospital because he was passing out. They don't know what happened. We'll never know the truth for, I guess, another four years from now. 
someone will summon the records and say, Freedom of Information Act, we want to see it. He is a public figure. We have a right to see it. And we do have a right to see it the same way we have a right to see Joe Biden's medical record. He's a public servant. Look at how they bitched, moaned, and fought to get Trump's. Then once they got it, they saw that there was nothing there. They just made up a lot of stuff. But when it's time for Joe, oh, he doesn't have to. But we want to see Trump's tax returns because that's important. No, it's not. It's not required in the Constitution to show your tax returns. Nixon just did it, and people just started doing it ever since then. But it's not the Constitution. So when you have these judges who are saying, oh, let's put it out there, they were activist judges. They had a reason to doing that. They had a dog in the fight, be it liberal judge or conservative judge. They didn't like Trump, so they wanted you to believe, they wanted you to think that it was required, that it was necessary. But in actuality, it was not. But what is required is that we get to see the medical records of the person who's supposed to be representing us, but they have told you that you don't have to see it, that you can't see it. I will pick this up on the other side of the break because we have to break it down to let you know what you're up against. Absolutely. You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available Monday through Friday on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, or 7 p.m. on the West Coast. Check out the all-new lineup on America Out Loud. Great shows all night long. Of course, you've got After Dark with Robin Andrew. We'll be back with more after this quick break. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. For 40 years, alarmists have been warning of a climate catastrophe, yet none of their dire predictions have come true. Temperatures have not soared, sea level rise has not been unusual, and extreme weather events have not increased in either frequency or intensity. In short, there is no climate emergency. For 15 years, the International Climate Science Coalition has led the call for climate realism and a Made in America climate plan, a plan based on real science that responds to the real world needs of Americans, supports economic growth, and strengthens our essential infrastructure, a plan that protects the environment and ensures that Americans can enjoy the blessings of clean air, clean land, and clean water for generations to come. It's time to put ideology and pseudoscience aside. It's time for a sensible climate plan. For more information or to donate, visit our website, icsc-climate.com. So when we went to break, I was teasing you on Biden's medical records and why we have every right to see them because he is a public figure. Now, the media downplays this because they want to protect him the same way they downplayed the whole incident with John Fetterman. But as a public figure and at that level, they should be saying, where are the medical records? And I'm sure that there are conservative groups that are out there that are petitioning the government and courts 
to release that information. And see, this is how things get backed up in the courts, because you'll have a judge who'll look at it, he'll say, oh, well, I know technically they're supposed to be able to see it, but the other side is saying they don't want them to see it, so I'm going to let them present oral arguments. I want them to send me a case as to why I shouldn't. It's like, okay, you're just creating more drama, more work, when you should just say, you're right, the Constitution says this, release the information, plain and simple. Look at what they're doing in, in Georgia right now, the grand jury. They have a grand jury that they're going to investigate if Trump tried to overthrow the election. They're still trying to do this. Okay, let me set this up for you. Remember, in Georgia, Georgia is supposed to be a red state. Uh, Trump did not win Georgia by a few points. Trump called the Secretary of State and just said, look, this doesn't make any sense. There has to be votes that are there. There are votes that are there that you guys apparently didn't count. We saw on video of them taking votes and hiding them and then putting other votes out there. So what I need for you to do, I need for you to find those votes. I think it's all about 11,000 votes. I need for you to find those votes. That's what he said. It's on video. It's on tape. We heard it. Okay, but the media has gotten together with a corrupt DA, Democrat DA in Georgia, who, by the way, happens to be Black, another diversity case there because she's incompetent, just like the mayor, the former mayor of Keisha Bottoms, incompetent, who's now actually serving in the White House. Talk about a bunch of misfits, a bunch of incompetent diversity hires look no further than the White House. But back to our story in Georgia. So what happened is that they decided to put together a panel, a grand jury, to investigate Trump trying to overthrow the election. Really? Now, let me just put this in there also. Remember the Twitter files that Elon Musk recently released? All that information of malfeasance by the FBI, the CIA, and the Biden administration? Even before he got to the White House, all the things they were doing, it has been released. We see it. It's documented. And no one wants to touch it. No one wants to bring a charge up against those individuals. Let that marinate. Now, back to Georgia. So you have this black DA who's saying, uh, we've had the grand jury, we've got all the information, and now we need to study it. Then you had another group saying, release the information. We want you to release the grand jury what they found out. Now, usually you don't release information from a grand jury because that's done in private. Granted, when you have a grand jury, anyone can have a grand jury. A grand jury can bring charges against anyone or recommend anything. does not mean that wrongdoings took place, okay? Because grand juries are one-sided. You have one group that's going after something that they feel took place. You don't necessarily need a grand jury. You can go and go ahead, go ahead and say, hey, I'm going to indict. But the grand jury is supposed to make it look more legitimate so that you will think, oh, wow, they were indicted by a grand jury. So we've got to. that Something must be wrong. The difference with this grand jury is that they did not have the power to indict, only to investigate and to look at information and then make a recommendation. So you had these groups to come in and petition the courts and say, we want to see what they discussed. So they have released some of the information. And the only thing that was released is that, well, we felt that some of the people that came in and testified might have committed perjury. Okay, and? Well, and we're going to recommend that the district of attorney uh, bring charges against those individuals. Now, notice what I said. They said that they felt that they might have, might, not that it took place, not that they had any proof. 
It's not like we in the Twitter files we see where people actually committed offenses. But here, mm, I don't think you're telling me the truth. So I'm going to recommend. So what's going to happen? So you have the little happy district of attorney who happens to be black, a diversity hire, who's going to or voted in, who's going to say, okay, we want to indict these individuals. And who did they tell? Who did, who did they uh, hear testimony from? I think it was Lindsey Graham, and uh, he's one of the bigger players. I think maybe the Secretary of State Raffensperger. I'm not for certain. I, I think Donald Trump might have testified, but I think he played played the fifth because he knew that it was a witch hunt. But definitely Lindsey Graham. And the judge, like I said, the judge just said, oh, okay, let's, let's, let's hear it. Let's go ahead and let's do it. Because see, you have judges who are activist judges. They don't care about the law. They just care about looking good and making their side look good. That's the only thing that they're concerned with. So when you see things like that, don't get into it and go, oh, man, something happened. Because nothing actually happened. They want you to think something happened the same way with Joe Biden. They want you to think that Joe was well. Joe isn't well. Joe isn't well. He hasn't been well for quite some time. But they want you to think he's okay because of his wife, Jill, who enjoys being the first lady, Jill Biden, the same Jill Biden, who lift lock with the first gent during the State of the Union address. You can't forget about that, folks. They had a little lip lock session there, and I don't know if they busted out the slob or not. I don't know, but... I mean, Andrew, you got to admit, when we saw that, <laughs> and we talked about that once before, uh, I like this rewound because I'm like, did this actually happen? And where was a kiss? And then you sent me a picture. I'm like, oh, my God, it was right on the pucker. Now, the people that were around them, did, did they not look uncomfortable when that took place to you? I mean, I would be, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, it's you like. saw a <laughs> married man. <laughs> pretty much making out with a married woman. It's just like, what is going on here? Wait, and it, and it was, it, I mean, uh, like in New York City, definitely before COVID, uh, people would always like hug each other and kiss you on the cheek and whatnot. And on a few occasions, if you knew the person really well, there might be a like a pucker on the lips. But I mean, I'm like, I don't, I don't want that. Like, you know, but you would see that. But the State of the Union... And these two, and when it happened, I mean, even the expression on their face, there was more there than met the eye. There was completely there. There is something going on there. I mean, wow. <laughs> but hey, I <laughs> I think about it now. And I look at the people, their faces, like wow. But again, you know, Jill, she likes power, and man, did she move in? So they did that little lip lock and whatnot. But again, this and I, to me, I, I think it was done as a diversion so people would stop talking about Joel and his like shortcomings. And there are a lot of shortcomings that are there. But you have these women like Jill and Giselle who are so power hungry, they will do any and everything to stay in power and to keep their spouses in power. And as you mentioned, Andrew, for all we know, like John, he's in the hospital again because of mental issues. And again, the media is going to spin this. They're going to say, oh, this is so complimentary of him. Oh, he's talking about his mental issues. Oh, this is this just brings more attention to people who suffer from mental illness. Oh, my God, this is just so admirable of him. Him doing this is just, oh. I mean, it's like they're having a private heart on talking about this. I'm thinking, are you serious? And, and this just happened 
just fairly recently, people can claim, oh, we're having a mental day. Oh, mental illness. Look at Prince Harry. He, a mental day. Look at when they were playing tennis. You had Osaka, one of the tennis players. Oh, I can't play. I'm having a mental day. You had Simone Biles. Oh, I'm having a mental moment. And in my opinion, these people should be slapped upside the head because they're making light of mental illness. There are people who actually suffer from mental illness who cannot get to point from point A to point B then to point C because of their mental inability to do it. Then you have these people who are just can't do anything because they're just incompetent because of their own doing. And then they want to say, oh, it's mental, my mental capacity. Bull. No, it isn't. You just can't do it. You choked up, as Trump would say. Run to that defense. Shame on you. But nevertheless, that's what they're saying about John Fetterman. Oh, mental. He has to. He's depressed. What is he depressed about? Depressed because he's now realizing that his wife used him. His wife cares nothing about him. She wants him dead. She wants his position in Congress. She wants to be the Senate, a senator. And it can't happen, folks, because remember, she came here illegally from Brazil, and he married her, so it changed her status from illegal to legal. And because of that, she can run for the Senate. She can't run for the presidency, but she could be a senator. And that's what she's after. So she's probably counting, doing a countdown as to when is this guy going to kick the bucket so that I can step up? And if he doesn't kick the bucket, maybe the, the, the doctors will say that he's incompetent. They'll put him away, and then I can step up. Our Democrat governor can make me fill that seat with me. Now, she knows nothing about what she's doing other than the fact that she would be another diversity person because she's also part lesbian or something. You know, <laughs> Hey, these people make it up as they go. So she would get there and spew all her nonsense, and she would be there for six long years, six years now. Can you imagine? I feel sorry for the people in Pennsylvania. You know, Andrew, at one point I thought, wow, how could they be so gullible and vote for this guy when they had another man who was smart and should have gotten it? Now, again, they cheated, as I was telling what the situation in, in Georgia. They cheated here in Pennsylvania because they mucked up all the, the, the voting schedules and the voting ballots. They mucked it all up. Right. They allowed some people to know when the election was going to take place and others they didn't. They cried and screamed, oh, voter suppression. Yeah, and it's still crazy how partisan, I guess, a lot of the electorate really is. I mean, this was the most obvious choice anyone had ever seen. I was on record after the debate saying that Fetterman was done. There is no way somebody that is clearly this mentally handicapped could win an election. And I was wrong. He won an election. So um, despite all the cheating the Democrats did, there's still a lot of people, partisan hacks, who just went out and voted for Fetterman because they vote blue no matter who is pretty much their philosophy. And that's a really sad state of the country when they no longer care about holding these politicians accountable. They just care about uh, what party they are affiliated with. But Andrew, as one, I think it was the uh, governor, Rendell, we had a guest to come on and said that his their philosophy is that it doesn't matter how bad the candidate is, you vote blue, regardless. Right. Because that's how we keep power. And this is what they've been doing. So when you have candidates like Biden and like Fetterman who are completely challenged, the electorate is told, vote blue, regardless, we want the power. And here, clearly, with Fetterman, 
they see that even if he goes out, we'll just put his wife in. It would be interesting to see, it would be good if someone challenged her and say, nope, we just not, we're not going to just give it to you. But that's what, as you said in the opening, that's what Democrats do. One person goes down, we'll just give it to the spouse. And I've seen that to happen across the board, even here in New York. Remember when uh, Ted Kennedy died? He died, and what did they do? Oh, we're going to give it to his wife. This woman was not a politician. She knew nothing about the job, but they're going to give it to her because we just want to keep the seat and everybody else. Oh, that's so admirable. Right. Let's give it to her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And let's face it. Fetterman and his wife are basically radical socialists. They're anti-cop. And that was given cover a lot because of his uh, mental handicap. A lot of the discussion was on that and not how much of a radical he is. So if his wife does get in, She's going to be hard to deal with uh, for people in the Senate because she is a radical. And is that what Pennsylvanians want? So you have to look at the bigger picture. Is this what your state wants? Do you want communism? If you do, just move to Russia, move to Cuba, and just live it up. But don't allow other people to suffer. And you know who the biggest sufferers would be? Black people. The same people that they claim that they're trying to help, they will suffer the most. So there you have John Fetterman sitting up in a a a what do you call it a the funny farm a clown a clown <laughs> show mental I mean, hospital. Be, well, no, because mental hospital is for people who definitely have mental issues. This guy brought this upon himself. And I hear all these commentators saying, oh, we feel sorry for him, although we don't agree politically. But no, no, no. I have no sympathy for him whatsoever. He brought this on himself. If there's okay. anything to feel sorry for him for, it's that he's got a soulless wife. I guess that would be the one nope. thing I kind of feel sorry for him for is because his family and the people who are supposed to care about him don't really care about him because this guy's a complete vegetable. And they just keep putting him up there uh, to embarrass himself. Um, I don't even know if he's the one making these decisions. He's pretty far gone. Unfortunately, Andrew, I have no sympathy for him whatsoever. He gets what's, what befalls him. Okay, I do feel sorry for the Pennsylvanians. I do, because they were duped. Uh, and, you know, I come down hard on voters, but I feel sorry for them because the media, the corrupt media, the enemy of the people, was rightly defined as the enemy of the people duped them into thinking that this idiot could serve. Now, let me just put this into context why I don't feel sorry for him, because before all this happened to him, he was out there being deceptive, causing harm to Pennsylvania, uh, claiming that he was poor, and he wasn't. We know that he's not. So what befalls him is his own fault. I don't care, okay? I don't care about his wife, because she will come in with her radical ideas. I feel sorry for the voters, because they were certainly duped. The same way the voters were duped with Joe Biden, and he was forced upon us. And we thought, not me, not you, Andrew, because we saw straight through it. But a lot of the voters felt that he's going to help us, especially these young voters thinking he's going to give us free money. He's going to you know, get rid of our debt. And that was the only thing they were thinking about. Oh, my debt. I don't want this college debt. Then why did you go to the university? And if you didn't want the debt, why don't you have the university to forgive it? Harvard. Yale, they have these huge endowments. They can forgive your student debt as opposed to pushing it out on the taxpayers. But they don't do it. They won't do it. Because why? They want the government to take care of it. The government can't take care of everything. 
And what are we gonna, how are we going to take care of it? With our taxpayer dollars. Oh, you mean the dollars, like from the dollars from the people in East Palestine, whose taxpayer dollars are going to Ukraine, whose taxpayer dollars are probably being used to house these illegal aliens? Oh, that's the government that you want to take care of it. But when it really counts, when the government is supposed to take care of its citizens, Andrew, the government doesn't have the money to do it because they've sent it to Ukraine to fought a to fight a war that's already uh, ended, that's already lost. Russia has already whipped Ukraine. What more is there? Please, we'll take this up on the other side of the break. Yeah, clearly the warmongers are back in Washington, D.C., as I said in our last show as well. It was so nice to have President Trump in charge. Um, no wars, no escalations, um, cutting deals with people that we should be cutting deals with, de-escalating situations over in uh, the Middle East. I mean, you look at that compared to what we're stuck with now, it couldn't be any more night and day. If you guys are looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, like I know a lot of us are, look no further than Healthy Cell. I was, and then I tried Healthy Cell, and I just feel better. Healthy Cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. You can absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. Go to HealthyCell.com, check out the great products, and save 25% off with the promo code OUTLOUD. And if you're not satisfied, you can get your money back. So go to HealthyCell.com, check out the products, give them a shot, help support Healthy Cell, support conservative radio, and save 25% off with the promo code OUTLOUD. We'll be back with more After Dark with Rob Neal. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. We're on the last half of the show here, and we're going to shift gears a little bit. I want to start off talking about uh, Don Lemon. He had a rough week last week, got himself into trouble a couple of times. But one of the things that he said um, was just flat-out sexist in my mind, and I'm not usually one that comes out and agrees with those generalizations. But when he's talking about Nikki Haley, he basically said that 
she's not in her prime. The women are in her prime in their 20s and 30s and 40s. And Nikki Haley is 51 years old. So Don Lemon said that she is out of her prime. Of course, that was met with some backlash. Not as much as if it were like, you know, Sean Hannity or Tucker Carlson or someone who said that. But it was enough to where Don Lemon had to come out and apologize. I don't think anyone is shocked that Don Lemon hates women. I mean, you just look at the guy and his track record. That shouldn't be surprising to anyone, but that's clearly what he was getting at when he made that statement. Uh, Nikki Haley came out and defended herself, of course. But uh, this Don Lemon on CNN, he just continues to spout his garbage. We heard that CNN was going to change. We heard it was going to get better. All they've done really is rearrange the time slot. They got rid of uh, Humpty Dumpty Stelter, uh, but they've just gone ahead and uh, added it a lot of bad content on top of it. I don't see CNN uh, having made many changes at all. As we said, they needed someone like Elon Musk just to come in and fire everyone. Rob, what are your thoughts on the new CNN and Don Lemon and his sexist remarks? No, I thought, I thought it was interesting, Andrew, that Don Lemon, well, we're switching gears here, going from uh, one group of the power women, women seeking power, to a man who is completely out of control. And I, he has been, Don Lemon has been in, uh, at odds with CNN for quite some time. Because remember, he was moved from prime time to the morning time. And no matter what he is saying, he was demoted. Let me say it again. Don Lemon was demoted from being on the nighttime to daytime. Huge demotion. That he could have fired him, and I, I would have fired him. But he was demoted because he went too far on the wild side with all his craziness. Now, there was a time, I have to admit, that Don Lemon wasn't woke. Don Lemon would speak truth to power. I remember during the Ferguson, Missouri riots, Michael Burr, Michael, what was his name? Michael Brown. And he came out and said, you know, black men need to pull their pants up. You need to stop all this nonsense. You need to stop getting the streets with all the violence. He was right on point. And a lot of people didn't like it. But then something happened. I'm going to tell you what it was. When Don and Anderson Cooper decided to open up to the world about their sexuality, no one cares about it. That has nothing to do with the news. What you're doing in the privacy of your bedroom is between you and another consenting adult. But once they decided to go and open that all up, they went cocoa, cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Completely nuts. Okay? That was a transformation. And then when Trump came on the scene, he just, Trump called him out as being the dumbest man on TV. And lo and behold, <laughs> Don has lived up to that mantra from day one. He is the dumbest man. He has been having these cat fights with these two women, Poppy Harlow and Caitlin Collins, ever since he joined the morning show. Now, I got to tell you guys, Caitlin Collins, although a lot of people say that she's up and coming and she's this and they just sing her virtues, she has her own baggage. And it's not pretty because back in the day, and we have to bring this up because this is what Democrats do. Back in the day when she was a student, I think at LSU, she made some very disparaging remarks about gay people, saying that they were icky and all this other negative stuff. That's, and she did this on Twitter, by the way. She's, okay, like, she did it on Twitter. She's like Joy Reid then. Oh, just like Joy Reid. But see, she wasn't savvy enough to say that someone, uh, what was it, came in and took over her account, co-opted her account. Hacked okay, that's her what account. Joy Reid Hack, that's it. Hacked her account. That's what Joy Reese said. And we're yet to find out the the what happened with the investigation. 
It's still on an investigation, according to Joy. But anyway, Caitlin Collins said a lot of negative things about uh, homosexuals. And when it came to light, she's like, oh, well, I was young and I said some things and I shouldn't have said it, but I don't believe that. She believes it. She, she believes it, folks. But yet and still, she's young. Maybe she's been indoctrinated. But I just want to give you that little bit tidbit about her, just because I don't want you guys to think that she's like some little angel, because she's not. I mean, she said a lot of disparaging things about Trump, and she's supposed to be a journalist. But she's allowing her opinion to seep in. So I got to admit, what, John, what Don said about Poppy and Caitlin, about women and their prime, I could care less. They can catfight all day long. I enjoy it. I want them to do it until the CNN just falls down completely. Now, someone will say, oh, you shouldn't say that. Why not? What's the best time to kick a person when they're down? I'm taking that from the Democrats' handbook. Right. Oh, and we don't want to be like them. Oh, uh, what do you mean we don't want to be like them? You're right. We want to be better than them. So all the more reason to kick CNN when it's falling down. Go ahead, yeah. Andrew. And how rich is the hypocrisy that he says Nikki Haley at 51 years is out of his prime when <laughs> this guy would probably uh, sing the praises of people like Nancy Pelosi? I he mean, did. Come on. He sung her praise and said, oh, she's smart. She's savvy. Best speaker of the house ever. Best speaker. She can, And she can count. And the same thing of the Dianne Feinstein. Oh, they can count. Oh, they, uh, I get so sick and tired of hearing that. Oh, and she can count the votes. Well, she's supposed to know how to count. She's in her 80s. For God's sake. Come on. Oh, yeah, but he will sing their virtues and the virtues of Kamala Harris. Oh, they're so smart. Oh, they're so this. But when it comes time for a conservative woman... Oh, no, she's in her prime. And see, that's the other thing. That's the reason why I don't care about him insulting Poppy or Caitlin. Right. Because they were more offended that he was saying that they were a bunch of old hags. I mean, Poppy, <laughs> oh, good. I made it to the 40s as opposed to saying, Don, I never heard you say that about Nancy Pelosi. Mm -hmm. Are you only saying this because she's a conservative woman? You see that, folks? You see it? They got all of us thinking that he's attacking women in their prime, and maybe he is. But when you flip the script and you change the narrative like we're doing and pointing out the facts and actuality, he's attacking a conservative woman, plain and simple. Right. It's wild when you look at it. These people, their hatred of conservatives and just his – that was his instant reaction to hearing that Nikki Haley ran. He's thinking, oh, man, I got to hit her with something hard here because he hates uh, conservatives, conservative women so much. It, he doesn't care if he, at the same time, insults probably, you know, 70% of CNN viewers or however many um, women that are over the age of 50 watch CNN. I imagine it's a majority of their audience. But, uh, yeah, he doesn't care that he insults them because all he's worried about is hitting some kind of big diss on Nikki Haley. But at the same time, he just ended up making himself look like an ass. And, Andrew, that's what it was about. That's what it was about. They took it out. He didn't care less about the woman. It was more so Nikki Haley. She's a conservative woman. And when you're a conservative and you happen to be a woman, it's open season. You can say whatever you want to say. Now, just think about it, how it would have been so point on had these two women just called him out and said, Don, is it that you just don't like conservative women? But they didn't. They took it personal. And knowing him, he meant it that way. He was trying to take a shot at Haley, Nikki Haley, for being a conservative woman, as well as take a shot at these two women because he doesn't like them. He doesn't like being in the middle of them. Don wants all the attention. Don is what you call an insecure man. Okay. He's very insecure. I don't care if you're gay, straight, or what have you. He's insecure. 
And see, this is what society is becoming. You have these men like Don who are claiming, oh, I'm gay. But in actuality, he's, he's so messed up in the head that he feels as though I've got to compete against these women because I want all of the attention. So I've got to somehow knock them out. I mean, a few weeks ago, they said that he and Caitlin Collins had a little run in, that he was attacking her because he felt that she didn't go hard enough, I think was on James Comer, when James Comer was saying that they're going to open up these investigations. And he's like, oh, no, you can't believe that. Well, you should have done this. And there was Poppy again saying, oh, God, here we go again with Don. Don is a drama queen. Don is incompetent. Don should not be on TV. And Chris Licht, I mean, who was over late night with – um not David Letterman, but uh, Stephen Colbert. Yeah, Stephen Colbert. And people were singing his virtues when he went to CNN saying, oh, man, he's going to turn it around and watch out because he's going to bring back hard news. He's yet to do any of that. The only thing he did was just remove Don from nighttime, demoted him to daytime. Because the last time I looked, Jake Tapper is still on there. Right. He gave people some hope when he got rid of Humpty Dumpty Stelter. I think he got rid of uh, <laughs> Chris Cuomo. So people are like, oh, maybe this guy is actually changing CNN. But since then, he's done nothing. It's not like Elon Musk, where on day one, you could see uh, r huge changes to the platform. CNN, you watch it, it's still pretty much the same network it was two years ago. Still the same network. And right, Elon Musk did make changes, although he, albeit he has not put us back on Twitter. And got to be honest with you, yes. I really don't miss it, you know, but hey, to each his own. But like you said, Chris, Chris didn't, there were no significant changes. I mean, he's still struggling. He should be fired also. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize that we need to come in and we need to change the people that are here. And Andrew, remember, they even wanted, what's the guy's name uh, uh, on HBO? Uh, oh, what is that comedian's name? Bill Maher. The, Bill Maher. They want, I think he did the first show like a week ago, and it did abysmal in the ratings. It wasn't good at all. So he's trying to like juggle a couple of things and throw them up in the air to see what's going to work. But it's not going to work until you fire all of those biased reporters. You got John Bierman. He needs to get out. Jake Tapper. It's just a whole list of people, I'm trying to see if I can find them, call them up, that he needs to get rid of if he wants this to work. Because right now what he's doing is not working. It's not working at all. So all those people who thought uh, – here it is right here. Erin Burnett, Brianna Taylor, she's got to go. Jim Acosta, he should have uh. As soon as Chris Lick took the helm, he should have fired him. Yeah, my Brian skin Steltler, crawled on all those names. <laughs> he got rid of Brian Steltler. Uh, Laura Colts is another diversity hire. Hate to see it. Wolf Blitzer. Sorry, Wolf, you got to go. Jim Shudo, Dana Bash. He's got to get rid of all of them. He needs to get rid of all of them and then start over with journalists who knows what they're doing. Remember when they wooed Chris Wallace on the show? Like, what was Chris Wallace supposed to bring? Well, that was going to be CNN Plus. And the moment yeah. it opened, it went down. They actually thought Chris Wallace got high ratings because he was an entertaining <laughs> newsman. I mean, he only got high ratings because he was on Fox News. And we're seeing that now that he's on CNN, his ratings are horrible. Wait, and I think he only got high ratings on Fox News because they probably, you know, baked the cake a little bit. Because he was beyond, you no, know, he's right. beyond his prime. <laughs> Talk about someone who's beyond his prime. He's beyond yeah. his prime. They need to get rid of him. But all these people, including Anderson Cooper, as I mentioned. When Anderson Cooper and Don decided to say, we're gay, that was it. They lost all objectivity. 
And then Anderson coming on with this little girly laugh and people, oh, we like it. We like it's like, no, it's supposed to be about the news. And then you have Anderson doing like the New Year Eve's bash with this other weirdo. Folks, you got to stop this. You see, they have just completely destroyed everything in our culture. They've destroyed it. And they've replaced it with diversity, with equity, and with you must love me because this is who I am. Yeah, and the American people are choosing with their remote controls. I mean, Greg Gutfeld has twice the audience of CNN and MSNBC combined at his time slot. People are choosing um, Fox News and more um, unbiased news networks than CNN and MSNBC. I think the American people have finally had enough of it. And rightfully so. People should be tired. They should be fed up and they need to do more of it. Now, of course, they will massage the numbers, but this is what's happening. And just something else, because I know we're coming up on the hour. I mean, the, the cutoff time. I want to mention uh, Tiger Woods. Recently, Tiger Woods has said he wants to you know, come back out and play and whatnot. I don't follow golf that much. I just know that Tiger Woods is on it. But recently, he was playing in the Genesis Invitational Tournament in Pacific Palisade, California. And he was playing against a friend of his, Justin Thomas. So they played a couple rounds. And when he went up, I think, I don't think Justin's did so well. But when Tiger went up to him, he handed him something, you know, like the handshake. And he handed him something. And of course, the media, the all-knowing media who looks at everything, who wants to make certain that everyone is doing what they're supposed to do, with the exception of them, realized that Don handed him a tampon. You know, it was just a joke. It was between two good buddies. <laughs> I guess he was saying, hey, man, you're being a, you know what, a wussy because your game wasn't up to par. Oh, and the media just went up in arms. Oh, how dare he? Why could he do this? And You need to do better. This is the same media that's pushing tampons in men's bathroom. Now, I bet you're wondering, well, why are tampons in men's bathroom? I'm wondering the same thing. But what they're doing is that they're telling women Girls, little girls, little girls, not adult men, but little girls who are deciding, I'm a boy, but you can use a boy's bathroom. And if you go on your period, it's okay, because men have periods too. No, the hell they don't. Stop with that lie. As Megan Kelly said, she's fed up with these trans people who right. just decided to create a hole and say, oh, I'm a woman, and oh, I'm having my period. Let me get some ketchup. Oh, it was so painful. That is a mockery. Look at all these innocent little girls that have already been raped in school bathrooms by these predators <gasps> who are pretending to be women. The real war on women is on the left. You got Don Lemon attacking you, telling you that you're in your prime. He doesn't even know what that means. And then you got them allowing men to use the women's bathroom. It's like, and then when you have a joke, like Tiger's giving a man a tampon. I mean, how did they, okay, here's, here's something else we didn't think about. How do they know that that man didn't need it? You see, maybe he's transitioned. Maybe he feels that, oh, I need a tampon. How do they know? But they will immediately attack Tiger and say, you shouldn't do that. But then when you have men pretending to be women talking about, oh, I carry tampons around because I never know when I might need it. Oh, it's good for this. It's good for that. It is sickening. And even during the Super Bowl, you had that sideshow Dylan making videos saying, I know that I look like a woman, but I won't take your man. You are a man. I don't know about you, Andrew, but I think that they should be required to disclose that they are trans. 
since they want to disclose everything else, they should be required because these are not biological women and men, not at all. And if and when you do decide to have your surgery, sterilize them. They should not be allowed to have a baby if you converted, switched over to be a man because it's confusing. Oh, I'm a man and I had a baby. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. And we should not be allowed, I should not be not allowed, but forced to go alone with their little crazy fantasy world. Not at all. But this is where we are. Because you know why? We have a person at the top who's incompetent, who is challenged mentally, and then that all flows down to the bottom. And then we're forced to accept it, whether or not we want to or not. And it's wrong, but we're forced to accept it. I cannot wait until the tables turn, and then we should come down hardcore and say, no, no more of this craziness, plain and simple. Yeah, very well said. Well, we're all out of time again tonight. Make sure you stay tuned the rest of the week. we got some big shows ahead of you. Thank you all for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Pandora, wherever you stream. Please like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, two thumbs up, whatever you can do, or go to AmericaOutloud.com. We'll see you guys next time. And remember, stand for something or fall for nothing.